I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. We are a bunch of sluts, aren't we? I love it. I love her. I love how I love I love us sluts. The four mm. of us sluts. Mm. Hey, hey! That's speaking of the start of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is now. Speaking of speaking of uh, be, feeling slutty and loving it, guys, look, check it out. Hey, hey! I I was thinking that's a nice hoodie, and I didn't even realize it was sick boy merch. When <laughs> Don't I was make that facial like, expression ever. That is a that's a nice that's a nice hoodie. I. I want one. I thought that was mine, Jer. I thought you ordered that for me. Stop dancing like that. Uh, <laughs> if, you, nice. if you want to see what, if you want to see how slutty I look, uh, head over to YouTube, uh, which you can now watch our Friday episodes on YouTube. We're having lots of fun with this. But also, I am showing off some new Sick Boy merch. Just came in hot off the press. Literally, I am sweating. This is so hot off the press. Scalded my skin. Um, and, uh, if you order your sweater and it burns you, we are not held liable. Fuck off. Um, no, but this is God, not it, McDonald's. This is, it, it is a very vibrant sweater. Bridie the other day, um, made fun of me because it was so bright, but it, it's more bright. It's, I think the camera makes it more bright. So this is, it is more bright than no. what it's no, See, it's fully, it's definitely that bright. It is definitely this bright. <laughs> Jared, I'm looking uh, forward when we were, to when we were at the park at the other the, day. Uh, uh, I, I was probably going to say the exact same thing, Taylor, that you were just about to say. Go go this, ahead. That that like you are you were our beacon at yeah. the park when we yeah. were at, when we were like when it was like hey so and so is going to join the park hang yeah um what should I look for because the commons has been really busy lately because everyone just realized that there's a huge park in the middle of the city yeah um and uh and and it was like Jer it just look for the look for the pinkest sweater you could possibly think Look of for the blinding blinding yeah. sweater so uh so if you want to check out our new uh merch store you can do that yourself um you can do that from our website sickboypodcast.com or you can go to shop.sickboypodcast.com and check out all the new sexy ass merch if you want to feel slutty and represent your favorite podcast you can do it and uh and just a heads up we're going to be adding stuff to the store um our patrons are going to be getting exclusive patron merch that will be available on the store exclusive exclusive as i i called i was uh, i was leaving the orthodontist today and I called Taylor because I was so excited about a design idea that I had for some upcoming merch. So I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if you follow along, if you follow us on all of our social channels, then you'll be able you know to uh, stay up to date and uh, find out when we drop that latest merch. And you know what, Bri? It wasn't merch. one of those times. It wasn't one of those things that it, one of those times where you call me and Jer, um, Jer, I know you'll, I know you'll totally understand what I mean by this. 
when Brian calls you with an idea and it's so underwhelming that you, I never that call you, you guys with ideas <sighs> that you just kind of like, you kind of <laughs> nod and then you, and you feel Dude. bad cause you feel the excitement. Like, you know, that Brian is like on yeah. the limit and he's yeah. about to burst and you're, and you yeah. feel really bad because <laughs> It's impossible to share that level of excitement with him because the idea is just so lackluster. Yeah, but this great. one, I actually, it's the worst when it's the worst when you and I are together, Tay, and and I and I put him on speakerphone and he drops the idea and we look at each other like this, like. <laughs> Here we go again. You know what? You know what, guys? I I think I think. I think I deserve the title ideas guy. I think I'm an ideas guy. And I think that, you know what? It's fine. I agree. I'm okay with 90% of my ideas sucking. If like one in 10 times, temper- I have an idea that is just totally. a fucking home run. Yeah. Are you guys 100%. cool with that? Cause that's what I, that's what ideas guys are for. Even if, it, even if it's like 95 times out of a hundred, yeah. they're shit ideas. I'm excited for those five. Well, you know, you know here- Warren, you know, Warren Buffett says that, um, that uh, that Fuck. you should here invest we go. in twenty. Here we go. Taylor talking about companies. the rich people. Here we go. You should invest in twenty <laughs> companies, and four, and only four of them will make you filthy rich. Well, here's an idea. Listen to the one percent. Here's an idea. Uh, let's let's move right along into this week's show. We got a lot of content to cover, and I'm fucking excited for it. And the first thing that I want to do, because I, I kind of like this, I like this, uh, I like this habit we've been getting into in in terms of starting the show with some content that actually leaves us feeling good feel good friday staying staying oh, yeah. true to the term true to the name um i'm going to i'm going to prep this with uh letting you know that this is a this was a tweet that uh i i believe this young woman did not have any idea was going to blow up the way it did and in terms of prep um there's been there's been videos like released on the internet especially on tiktok of uh that i really enjoy where it's like it's like young people getting their parents to read something and typically it ends up being like really funny. So an example would be like, uh, I recently saw one. I think I showed you guys, I, I showed it on one of our Patreon hangouts. Love French, that you're French on guy. TikTok chair. Love that you're on TikTok. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, a young woman getting her dad to read a bunch of words in English, but he is, he, he was, he's from France and totally French doesn't speak English at all. And it was re- like really funny. Right. This is kind of the same idea, but far more endearing and and just like heartwarming. Uh, the tweet that goes along with this video, uh, this young woman, uh, Gurdjieff is her handle. Um, so I told my parents we were making a video for extra credit, but what they actually read was my first acceptance into optometry school. And here's that video right here. I just got goosebumps. You just have to read it. It's like tongue twister. No problem. Don't know about the same time. At the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can open it. Oh my god! This is incredible! Wait, Whoa! Oh my god! Where is this? Wait, what is the school? San Antonio thing? Already? What? You just had your interview today. I know. Oh my god! I got an email like an hour later. You're kidding. I'm oh not. Oh my God. Congrat. Dear, let me read this. Let me read this one. This is very important. Let me read it. Okay? Dear Gurjeev, comma. Congratulations on your admission to the Rosenberg School of Optometry. I am pleased. 
That is so fucking <laughs> sweet. Guys, I'm going to start reading punctuation out loud. I know. It's so good. <laughs> from now, from now, Comma? From now on. Yeah. Uh, so, so big congrats to Gurdjieff. Um, that, that, that tweet blew the fuck up. There's 98,000 retweets. Uh, her her follow up tweet was I didn't expect like so many, ten million views on it. I didn't expect so many people to see this, but so so glad it brought all, y'all joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gurjeev, I want to say congratulations uh, because if it wasn't for you and the work that you're going to do, then we wouldn't have people. Yeah, getting people. And you know what? I didn't even know that there was a whole other sub sub uh, like um, like a uh, uh, school of medicine for the study of nipples. <laughs> What? Wait, wait, what? Dude, that I'm, th- that one went way over my head. <laughs> yeah, Optoma- optometry for nipple stu- yeah. study. I thought that was the study of the nipples. Well, the eyes are the nipples of the face. Tay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to explain Thank that God. joke because uh, because that was joke a explain. Uh, that was a that was a womp womp. I think. Welcome to joke explained. Let's get into it. Do I have? It's, a, do I really have go? A, it doesn't really. You've you've scratched as deep as you can go on that one, my friend. Uh, hey, but you know what? I'm really excited. This this has inspired me to do a new thing. Um, I think I'm going to start watching a video every day of somebody getting good news because yeah, that just like makes my heart feel like it's going to explode that like, video I, I think that that's my new my, my new favorite thing yeah that video made my day earlier i i, I uh, lauren put it dropped it in slack and i watched it earlier and I, I like i was just sitting on the on the couch just laugh like you know that laugh where it's like it, it sometimes i laugh when i see puppies do something cute it's like a mm-hmm. it's a laughter of just like pure happiness like to see someone mm-hmm. so happy is just i fucking love that so um now that video leads me into this week's episode, this week's segment, rather, of what the hell? <laughs> All right, here we that go. That makes me happy every every single time, too. <laughs> um, so this is, a, this is an article from MIT Technology Review by Antonio Regalado. Regalado. Um, uh, the title of this article... This is fucking, this is really, really rad stuff. A blind man can perceive objects after a gene from algae was added to his eye. So uh, a 58-year-old man who was completely blind, he was barely able to perceive whether it was day or night. After receiving gene therapy to add light-sensing molecules to one of his retinas, he could locate a notebook set on a table. Whoa. So we are on the I mean, this is like you're hearing this here on Sick Boy. And let's let's just say I I'm alive for another 20 years. Not likely. Um, but let's just say I am. And 20 years from now, um, you look back at this episode. We could be at a point where we have potentially cured blindness. Um, scientists in Europe and the U.S. are reporting today that they describe as the first, what they describe as the first successful use of optogenetics to improve a person's vision. The feat involved inducing, introducing a gene from algae into the man's retina. Quote, I think that a new field is being born. Botan Roska, a professor at the University of Basel, 
who led the research, said during a conference call with journalists. In Nature Medicine, the authors describe how their patient lost his vision after being diagnosed at 40 years old with retinitis pigmentosa, a degenerative disease that destroys the photoreceptors in uh, the light-sensing cells within the retina. So, Just like our friend the blind biohacker mm, mm-hmm. who had RP. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. So this guy, 18 years ago, gets diagnosed with uh, uh, retinitis pigmentosa, loses his vision, um, and now, uh, for the first time ever, is able to actually like use his eyes to some degree. Now, obviously, it's not fully healed. However, pretty staggering stuff. Uh, the doctor yeah, sometimes when I sometimes when I want to have my mind blown, I think about like I imagine a world probably like a thousand, two thousand years ago when we like we as a species basically knew nothing. You know, like we were like al- starting to like were colonizing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, when the aliens were colonizing <laughs> us, and I and I think back to there's a scene. Maybe it's in uh, the movie Army of Darkness when uh, Ash goes back to like the medieval times, and he has a lighter, and he's like, "And fire!" And he turns on the lighter, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, their minds are blown. But I think back to then, and and I I think of that time, and then I think of like a discovery like this, where they're like, "Oh, <clears throat> we've managed to take." a gene from algae and put it into somebody's eye and now they can see when they couldn't like yeah obviously it's not that simple but it just makes my mind like it's totally it's totally 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 bonkers i get that i get that feeling every time every time kyla is talking to her 96 year old grandfather on the phone i'm like what does he think of this of, of this, you he mean like of this world in, that he is? Like yeah, like he was born in the <laughs> yeah. he was born in the twenties. Yeah, yeah, nineteen the nineteen twenties. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like like imagine yeah. telling somebody then like yeah, you could pick you know you could have this thing you can take photos you can talk to anybody on the fucking planet you can do your banking you can. I'm not going to even go into detail of all the other things you feel. <laughs> you, you can start your imagination and run wild. You, you can know? start an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah yeah you could go you on the dark people, web you can make people blind uh not blind anymore i mean it's yeah. it's interesting like when i read this article earlier um um i it made me think about a conversation i had recently with someone about you know one of the one of the kind of sobering realities of doing this podcast and and i think it hit us pretty early on into the show was that like just by virtue of what we do, we are going to um, we're going to experience the loss of people that have become quite close to us, um, and and that's like something. I mean, that's something that I think everybody will experience in their life. But like, especially with this show, it's like we're we're bound to experience it a little bit more often than maybe mm. maybe not. We're, we're we're putting ourselves in the crosshairs of, yeah. of that possibility much more frequently than. Than, than the average person. But then the other thing that it made me think about was like how we're also going to be, and, and again, this is something that like, it's not like we're the only ones who fucking know this. Like this is, this, this is something that anybody and everybody could find out if they just quickly Googled um, about this, this, um, this new field of study, this, this new field that's being born, like they said. But, but it, it also, we also are in the realm of like, finding and hearing and reporting on these things that are the inverse of like losing people close to us, which is mm. seeing diseases be fucking cured. Like 
Yeah. It's just, I, it's so <clears throat> fascinating to me. And, and like Gurdjieff getting accepted to, be... to the to optometry school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. just feel good as that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and age and age like being being something that mm. I mean, well, we've always been battling against age for a long time. And and the, like we've been by and large winning that battle. I mean, maybe that's not the, the right way to think of it, but you know, uh longevity has increased um and sort of plateaued a little bit, although even amidst the plateau of life expectancy, people are experiencing better quality of life mm. l- later in the later into life. And then when you hear people like if, if, if anybody out there hasn't uh, looked into or read or seen anything with David Sinclair, just go check out David Sinclair, just search like David Sinclair longevity or something like mm. that. And you know, this guy will blow your mind on what is being done in the field of trying to get people to live for forever basically Mm -hmm. but but not only just live forever but like live high quality high quality lives for as long as dumbest idea ever in my life but yes but the but the interesting (laughs) thing about that and like i i don't totally uh, agree with that in the sense that like high quality lives in terms of like physical health but one of the the things that i think is interesting about this time right now is that the way that like media shapes our expectations of what is happiness and what is success. Like it feels like we're so driven to live these lives. I know, I think we're going to talk about it later today, but like over being overworked and, and mm. burnout and things like this. Yeah. But like, it's like constantly we have to work to try to achieve this, like this, like higher level of success, whether it's financial, whether it's whatever, but but it's it's interesting how we, we've become sort of like enslaved to this idea of like trying to be successful. So we live longer. So what? Like we live longer so that we can what? Put more money in our bank accounts. Put more, you know, capitalism, more dude. What? Live longer. I, I, disagree, I disagree with that. For the man. I, you you don't think that now is different than than it was a uh, hundred years ago or two hundred years ago in terms of the the way that media has shaped our collective conscious to want to like desire riches and wealth and things like that. Look at it. It's it's we're I our lives are that shaped that by is, adver- advertising. I think that's I think that's true, but I think that that has been a that has been a a brewing stew for quite a long time and. Although you could definitely make the argument that that has like ramped up and is a more of a part of our lives now, I think that that has been a part of our lives for a very long time. And when we're talking, when we talk about longevity and living high quality lives for longer, nobody lives a, lo- a high quality life without mental health. If it's not yeah, just no, physical, but I, I think you that can't that's go, been you can't, be, you can't live a long, healthy life without without good mental health as well. But I think that in terms of longevity, I think one of the things that that's being overlooked is the mental health aspect of it. Yeah. Because we are yeah. focused more on like, hey, how do we live longer physically? Yeah. And then, you know, then we need to like prioritize our mental well-being after that. But also, I mean, uh, also even, who's, even who's mental like, health, whose mental health is thriving after being on this fucking planet for 180 years? Like, come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, uh, uh, they go on to say that the doctors employed this, I, this is like one of the wildest things. And I, 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 I couldn't find how they go about this, like what the procedure looks like, but, um, they employed gene therapy to add a light sensing molecule to one of the man's eyes. The gene they added called, this is fucking badass crimson 
The gene oh. they added called crimson comes from a single-celled algae species that is able to sense sunlight and move toward it. How fucking cool is that? That's hot. Uh, the idea <laughs> of adding the gene, uh, yeah. says Roska, is to engineer retina cells called ganglions. So they are able to respond to light, sending visual signals to the brain. The strategy requires patients to wear a set of electronic goggles that capture light contrasts in the environment and then project an image onto the retina at high intensity using the specific wavelength of yellow-orange light that triggers the crimson, crimson molecule. Um, here's a picture of the guy with the goggles on. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but like, but I do. Like, uh, uh, he's looking. It's kind of silly looking. It, it, it's really. It's. I mean, it's really it's intense. Objectively looking. So, silly looking. So it looks he, like he has a Nintendo an, an SNES in front of him, and he's wearing a swim cap with like, uh, well, uh, like different. Yeah. Um, connector nodes on it. Yeah, and so for for the it's, people that it's fashion. That's right. It's it's fashion. It's fashion. Mm. It's fashion. By the way, look it up. Uh, season two of Legendary. There's a song where that's the key. That's like the the through line of the song. It's fashion. One of the best performances on Legendary I've ever seen. Um, yes. But but for folks who have who can't see if you're if you're if you just don't know what YouTube is and you refuse to look it up. Um, what we see is, yeah, Bri, you were right. The guy looks like he's wearing a swimming cap. He's got these like bananas goggles on. But in front of him, he's looking at a white table with a, a dark cup on the table. And so uh, that swimming cap he's wearing actually isn't a part of, um, of what allows him to see. That's a, that's a machine, an EEG cap. Uh, the blind patient is treated with a novel form of gene therapy that employs a set of goggles to try to count objects placed in its field of view. So that's the cup. He's wearing an EEG cap uh, so that researchers can measure his brain's response to light. With training, the man was able to perceive whether a notebook had been placed on a table in front of him. So just, just think about that for a second. You've been, let's say, let's say it took him two years to lose his sight, right? So... 16 years, he hasn't seen a fucking thing. And now, with this algae rammed into his fucking retina and these crazy, like, Ready Player One goggles on, he now can see objects placed in front of him. Um, he could also count dark-colored cups set before him, although not always accurately. Do you think yep. he could see your hoodie, Jared? Uh, <laughs> dude, he could see that before the procedure. He he yeah. would he would look at this hoodie and then be reblinded. So he, they want to. We want to keep him far away from Sick Boy merch. And again, shop dot uh, uh, shop if you want to get a a blinding sweater to ruin the eyesight of others. Um, efforts to adapt the technique as a blindness cure began in 2016. This is really interesting. When a Texas woman became the first person treated with optogenetics by a small company called RetroSense. The results of that study were never publicly reported because her head exploded. What? Are you no, I, no, I added Sorry. that. I, I no. <clears throat> no. I, I was I'm, like, although, whoa, what? <laughs> although, and they continued? <laughs> I would say with the company oh named like, like opto... 18 like, heads exploded until they had a breakthrough. <laughs> 
It's RetroSense. <laughs> like um, it just yeah, sounds yeah. like sounds like an evil company. Anyway, RetroSense. So it does. I'm yeah. RetroSense. <laughs> um, although although officials later said that some patients claim to see light. That this is through that study in 2016, such as perceiving a bright window in a dark room. The level of vision restored restored to the patient remains extremely limited. So again, we're just scratching the surface here. Uh, but what he sees through the goggles is monochromatic. And the resolution is not high enough to read or even distinguish one object from another. The researchers said the goggles would likely be refined and that with more training, the man might be able to see more than he does now. They've been quoted saying, the level of vision we are going to reach is impossible to predict. So uh, kind of fucking interesting. And again, it's like one of those things that just, that makes me excited to live longer. It goes back um, which to I CRISPR didn't always feel like, that way. It goes back to CRISPR and makes you and and I mean CRISPR has obviously like captured the 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 minds the hearts and minds of uh of of like futurists and like sci-fi people all around the world. Yeah. Like it is it is the it is the thing it is the thing that I that I feel like everyone points to when they when they're like think about any problem that we face as as like physical humans right now and crispr could have the answer to it yeah 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 in a not in the not too just, distant future either yeah i think it's so cool that it's a a solution that was found in the ocean cuz the way that y'all are mm. obsessed with outer space ignore this fly in my apartment <laughs> but the way y'all are obsessed with, oh. <laughs> with that, I'm trying like the to debate. unsuccessfully. I opened vinegar <laughs> over there to try and lure it away. Anyway, so but the way that y'all are obsessed with space, I I'm really fascinated by the ocean, which is kind of like the space of Earth because it's this very yeah. unexplored frontier, relatively. So I wonder what <clears throat> other medical breakthroughs might come from space. Like think about octopi. They're like, yeah. If octopi c- so can crazy. come on Earth, we're fucked. We're done. Humanity yeah. is done, and they're <laughs> yeah. gonna take over the Earth. Yeah, it yeah, is I, crazy how little we know about like the deep ocean, and yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, it is really interesting to think what? about. And it, and it's crazy because like it is on this planet. Like we've gone yeah. to f- the yeah. fucking moon, yet we haven't really. It's explored far the depths of less the ocean. explored. Yeah, I don't yeah. want yeah. to get into it, but there's a lot of speculation right now about these UAPs, formerly known as U- UFOs. Whoa, whoa! Ba- What's the acronym change? UAP unidentified aerial phenomenon. Um, who, uh, which which is that just the new WAP? why which why did we need that? Uh, just want to just want to say I know why. I just want to say <clears throat> President Obama came out this week and acknowledged that yes, UAPs UFOs exist. There is stuff in our airspace. We do not know what it is. We cannot account for it. Whatever. That's you know for what another I like, podcast I like that they, for another day. But I like that they call it unidentified aerial phenomena, though, because phenomena isn't necessarily an object. Object seems more like it could be alien life. Phenomena just seems like it's something strange that's happening that we just don't know. Oh, well, you seen look, the really John Travolta is. movie? Look, 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 look. look. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna fucking get into this. But the speculation <laughs> is that is that these things maybe these things that we're seeing flying around the air because a lot of them are now interacting with the ocean and and with 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 no impediment whatsoever in terms in ways that don't make any fucking sense f- physics wise there's a this is i fucking love I, guys let me just say this Brian and shut the fuck up don't say anything back just let me say it we'll get through it and then we'll go on to the next thing okay there's speculation that perhaps 
these UAPs, UFOs, actually haven't come from space. They've been here all along, and they're just coming from the ocean, and they're not manned. They're not being flown by little aliens, although they, they likely are, but they're not, maybe not. Octop- maybe octopi. they're just drones that are not being, you know, drones like uh, um, uh, aerial drones that are mm. that are b- being flown from another place and they're just <laughs> we're here all to observe. you we're all with you on this thank you Jerry, thank you you're much. giving off strong anti-vax uh, energy right now <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's the same type yeah. of people that you'd be hanging because, out with that would believe because that those shit. two things have to be married together and there is no there is no, no separation i hate you no, correlation I fucking doesn't mean causation you. but yeah, that, yeah, i feel okay. like there's a correlation all there. right smart guy yeah let's see what happens when they fucking come down and want to take us all and you get to stay here wouldn't they be coming up? <laughs> well, they, they could be. They could be. Or or they come up to take us down. I don't you know what? I'm fucking in regardless. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So uh, moving on then, uh, last week, if you listened to our, our podcast last week, Brian, you brought up a good point. Um, you, 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 we were talking about like the things that we can do to get the things that we do right now in this hard time, which is for a lot of us lockdown in order to like take care of our mental health and to take care of ourselves. And, you know, what are the things that we're missing that we wish we had? And that led into this discussion about um, being overworked and, and there's this really, you know, there, there is, there's something interesting there to be, to be said about with this past, a couple of days ago, the three of us, um, we hosted an event for CBC, an internal event for CBC, which was all about accessibility. And, uh, one of the things that came out of that was like, you know, how, with the pandemic, we've seen this, we've seen the world all of a sudden become far more accessible because the entire planet, the entire population needed it. And so the infrastructure existed to make work more accessible for people who need it. it it's always been there, but it didn't really come to the forefront until we needed it because of the pandemic. That's a whole like other working disc- from home, for example. Yeah, exactly. Like working from home, something like working from home. Yeah, yeah. And so that that I mean that in and of itself is a completely different discussion. But that's one of the one of the positives that's that has come from um, this pandemic. One of the silver linings. But with that comes this um, this also this thought about how uh, it it also potentially leads to overworking ourselves. Right, that this inability to separate work from home because we are working from home, um, and so the the discussion about like working, overworking ourselves, you know, over like can overworking kill you? Sort of came up a bit. And Tay, you found this uh, this really interesting study that came out of uh, uh, the who, 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 the who, 
Who? Um, uh, yes, the the wonderful band The Who did this study, and basically what it, <laughs> what uh, what it what it is. I'll, I'll I'll go through the the piece here that you left in Slack today because I found it really interesting. In, in a study meant to scare you a little. Uh, the World Health Organization. Oh, fuck. Never mind. It wasn't the, the band The Who. It was actually the World Health Organization. Shit. And in, That makes in, more sense. It makes much more sense. And an international labor organization found that working long hours can lead to startling health risks. And get this. This is fucking staggering. And caused over 745,000 deaths in 2016 alone. Now, whoa! How do you track that? That was so. It, it was a really big. It was a really big study. Um, the NPR covered this study, um, and we can we can toss a link to the study in in the show notes. Uh, let, Lauren, can you just take a note of that so I can remember to to put that in the show notes? Um, yes, Daddy. Thank you. Uh, the wildest part of the study, the sixteen two thousand sixteen part, right? Um, it doesn't account for the challenges posed by the global pandemic over the last year. Frontline workers are being exposed to the virus, uh, teleworking, blurring work and life balance, which is what we were just discussing there a second ago, and employees picking up tasks, tasks from laid off or, um, or for, what the fuck is this word? Furloughed? Furloughed? Furloughed. What is that? Furloughed. What is that word? Like put on hold it, kind of? Yeah. It's a load yep, full of Thank you. Uh, uh, coworkers who are full of loads. Um, uh, <laughs> that's so the other, that's the alternate way. Funny to say because, it. yeah, it's funny because when they were furloughed, they actually released a released a load on another person working in the organization. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what they're saying, right? So they, yeah, they very much did. While only five percent, according to the study, while only five percent of the U.S. population faces serious levels of overworking, a major portion of people affected by work related illness are those living in the Western Pacific and Southeast Asia, uh, Asian regions, according to the study. Uh, some Chinese tech employees <clears throat> are still pushing back against the industry's 996 culture of working 9 to 9, six days a week. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. Whoa. That is Well, you see it, like, you see it, you see it in... Um, I've traveled a lot in Southeast Asia and like the, 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 the work culture there is, you know, is, is, is crazy. Like people, people, um, like a lot of people who have, um, who have like bedrooms and, uh, like little apartments adjacent to their, to their businesses. Yeah. Because, because that is the, like they are, I mean, which, which I mean, I'm I'm kind of having this thought right now that you know I, I've I've traveled and seen a lot of that where where it seems like the population is always working like every 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 aspect of their lives revolves around and in a lot of times financially has to revolve around their work in order mm-hmm. to provide for mm. the families that they have, um, but then now in in the in the year of COVID or the year plus of COVID now that we've been working from home, those lines are very much starting to blur on mm. in, in the, in the Western hemisphere as well. And in, in a, in, in a very different, but similar way yep. that it is extremely hard to divide work from your home. And because your work is at your home, 
there is, mm-hmm. whether it's, I think largely unconscious, but it's, it's like, you're always available because mm. like, that's your home. Like you're doing it from your computer, you're doing it from your phone. Yeah. So you should be always available to do this thing that I need you to do, or that needs to get done because you're at, you're always at your office. You're, yeah. Cause the, your home the, is, is the, it, is that. Yeah. The biggest challenge I find is, is like when I think about my other job and I used to work nine to five in an office, I would go to the office and in the afternoon, if like my energy levels sort of dropped and I wasn't getting something done as quickly as I wanted to and five o'clock came around, I would probably stay for like another 30 minutes Mm. or an hour and maybe sometimes longer to finish that task. But then I would go home and forget about it. Now, if my energy drops in the afternoon and I let something go for an hour, then I keep thinking, well, I got to get that done. Well, fuck, there's just this like one more thing I need to do. And and I end up working later and later and later. But even when I stop actually working, I can't stop thinking about working. Like I feel like it's so much harder to let go of it because it's like I'm always in the office. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there is a, there is a, there, it's a, it's a, um, it's a feeling that we adopt where we, where a guilt, a feeling of guilt comes over us when we want to do something for ourselves Ooh. because, because we, because we are always in a, in, in, in a position where we need to do something for somebody else, whether it's, whether it's, um, work related or not, you know, if it could be family related or friend related, like you're kind of, you're, we center our lives around or our lives become centered around doing things for others, whether it's, you know, something that we do out of love, that's something for a family member or a relationship or a friend or whatever, or it's something for work that we feel, you know, we need to, because it's, it's expected of us for our job and we need to, we want to keep our job or we want to get promoted or whatever that is. And that feeling of guilt is really hard to escape. Um, and it, and like you said, Brian, it, it makes the time, that you've set aside to rest and, and do good for you so that you can go back to work and go back to your family and go back to your friends, a better version of you. It ends up, it ends up meaning that you at least mentally never get that time. And then, Mm. and then you go back into the, all these things that demand your attention and you can't get away from because you'll never, no one's ever getting away from work and family and friends, Mm -hmm. but you go, you, you end up going back into that environment more I, shitty because you'd never get the rest. I think yeah. with with that said then this is this is my plea to you listening right now. So if you are listening to this at work and if that means at home or an office or wherever you are and you look outside your window right now while you're listening to this podcast whether it be on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify um and you look outside. And you just finished. You just finished buying a piece of merch. And yeah, at shop.sickboypodcast.com. Yeah. And so okay, keep going, Jer. If you are working right now, um, and you take a look outside the window, and it's still sunny out, the st- the sun's still out, and it's a nice day. Close your laptop, go outside, and enjoy a little bit of that time. Because according to this study from the WHO, uh, people who work fifty five plus hours a week have a 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from heart disease, according to the WHO. Brian has left to go outside. 
See in you the, later, in Brian. The middle of the, the, in the middle of the yeah. fucking recording. God damn it. Yeah. No, Brian, we expect you to be here when we need you to be here. Okay. I wasn't I talking of, to I you, about, Brian. I was talking guys, to the I Brian was, who's working from home who needs to get outside now. Not you. You got to fucking stay inside now. I can't tell you how close I was to really just leaving. <laughs> it oh, really went through fuck. my mind. I was like, fuck it. I'm going. I'm going for a run. I mean, how fucking crazy yeah. is that, though? Like like 55 plus hours a week. And, and I know there's a lot of people that work that much. 35% higher risk of stroke and 17% higher risk from heart dying from heart disease. That's it's staggering, staggering numbers, man. It's all habits. Like you gotta, it, it's a, like, like you said, Brian, it's that even when you stop work, it's the mentality. So like, so mm-hmm. if you, if you, when you do stop work, the first piece you have to work on is the mental part of it to actually get away from it mentally. And then once you can get away from it mentally, then start to maybe chip away at some of those, aspects like like when it's i i have had i mentioned this last week but i am i have been for probably the last at least the last two years maybe three years super like really 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 put a ton of value on the weekend Mm. and a lot of value on like 7 p.m onwards basically where it's like after that time because i know i'm just like it's just it, because when you think about work too late into the night, even if it's something that you love to do, because I love what I do, I love everything that I do. That's I think but, but, I think that's an important note, like to 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 really touch on there about the like even if you enjoy it. Because here's the thing: it's like I enjoy my work. I I think I think all of us enjoy our work, Lauren. I can't speak for you on on your other job. I've heard you I've heard you just shit talk the government so much, and and, and God forbid they're listening right now because you're you'll probably get fired. But I I love go ahead. I, make my day. Yeah. I I love I love my work, but the thing is that work is work is work is work. Like work is and work. when you go into the night and you work into the night or you think about work into the night, that is going to have a major impact on your sleep. Yeah. And you know that because because your work will influence your dreams. And when you have like, you know, you can have crazy dreams, and I have like fairly vivid dreams on the regular. But I can have dreams that are vivid and crazy, but are like they're happening in REM sleep and I'm getting a good sleep. And then there are dreams that that wake me up, you know, yeah. 10 times a night and mm. and, I, and I'm and I get thrown back into the same wet loop dreams. The same I know dream what you're talking about wet dreams. You wake up, you're like, oh, my pants are. Oh, it's no, so wet. I made and then it's always wet. I mean, it's, there's situations where it's easier to. um easier to like say than do too and and so i think 100%. It, so like in in my in my um you know my but other it's job all habits. mike in my once job you make it a mike, habit like mike is the sole owner of this business and you know at the end of the day um um i'm employed by him and if i shut my computer at five o'clock and don't work i mean he's paying me to work those hours during the day and he and knows so, where you live so that's fair, but you know, for him, especially during a pandemic, thinking like, "Oh fuck!" Like, is there going to be enough money this month to mm. pay the employees? Like, yeah. is this going to is yeah. there going to be enough money to pay the rent? Like, can I afford to not work right now? And I know that the answer is like, rest is equally as important because you know, if you don't rest, then you're not going to be performing your best the next day. Yeah, but it's like also a lot easier to say that 
than actually put that into practice. hundred percent. And and I mean, this has come up on the podcast in terms of like the discussion here in Canada, at least surrounding paid sick leave and, you know, people, people choosing not to fucking seek care when they need it at the hospital going, no, you know what? I'm actually going to go home because I don't, I can't, I can't fucking afford to not work. But I think the having that home the, is privileged too. But. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But but still, yeah. I still stand by my my point. Just close your laptop, go outside, yeah. enjoy yeah. the sun, because and God God forbid, work isn't worth getting a fucking stroke. You know. Also, and, and honestly, the, life. the proof is in the put, the proof is in the pudding. Like when you I when you do pudding. anything, like when people put people people set goals, and this is the problem with problem with goals is that and is that every. Almost like I would probably say ninety nine point eight percent of goals that are set are so outrageously lofty that they're that they're just like you're you're just going yo I want to be I'd, you're setting a goal to be sad really mm. uh, like that's really the the underlying nature of your goal when it's mm. when it's too lofty because you're Dude, not going to hit it so you kind. so you set a you set a goal like you know with, with yoga practice this is something that um, that came up um, came up in a training that I was doing years ago where somebody said what do I do when I if I only have this much time to do yoga and it was like, well, do, do then if you've got 10 minutes, do 10 minutes. Once you see the benefit of what 10 minutes will give you, you'll be more incentivized to make it 15. And then you'll, and, and, be, and because you've seen the result, you'll, you'll find that time because mm. we find time for the things that we know are beneficial <clears throat> for us. Mm-hmm. We, we mm-hmm. find that time be, and we have, we all have a pie and it's taken up, you know, I love every, pie. a bunch of things take it up. But you reorganize what takes up what chunk of that pie and all the time because of how you feel. So if you if you see the result in ten, you'll do fifteen. If you see the result in fifteen, you'll make you might make it twenty. You're like you'll carve out that time and find it. But you have to start small and see the result because, like Brian, when you said that, like it's easier. It is far easier said than done. But once you take that rest and you see the result of being recharged and the and then the result mm-hmm. of how you can redirect that good energy back into the your work and your relationships and your family, then that incentivizes you to like, oh, I want to prioritize that further because it's, it's so helpful. start with ten minutes on a Sunday, take ten minutes off the rest of the week and you'll work, and then the next <laughs> week and you'll see the benefit. Then fifteen, and so on. You can improve. Yeah, from there. yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. The, the yeah. And then is, ten the years other, from now, you'll get a full two days. <laughs> the other thing you have to think about though too is if you. If 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 the fear of not working on a weekend, if if the fear of um going to your going back to your normal life and and like setting work down and and going like spending time with family or friends or on your own in your apartment or house or wherever, if if there's fear around the idea of that and work is actually a coping mechanism for you or a place where you go to get away, then you need to look at your life. In general, and say what yeah, are these things life. that I'm running away from, and yeah. and get yeah, your you life. need to get it. Get you life. need to get it. Um, get, get <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, someone out there, and I know someone heard that. And guys, and, this became and, an inspirational podcast. Yeah, how about that? Right? Uh, you want to know something this else? That's, TED, welcome to our TED Talk. You, you want to know something else that's inspirational? Um, and and kind of kind of hype, uh, like a TED Talk. Um. This so I, I I like that this is, we're we're going to touch on this right now because uh, this episode there's there's been a big heavy theme um, around sort of the innovation that we're seeing in healthcare these days. Um, you know what? Let me start this with a recent video about Neuralink that came out. Um, it was a couple <coughs> weeks ago. Fucking crazy video! If you haven't seen it 
and you want to see it, uh, check out the YouTube on, on, uh, check out the, the podcast on YouTube right now, or you can Google it later. Um, their Neuralink is, uh, bring up their website here. What do they say? Neuralink is a team of except, exceptionally talented people. We are creating the future of brain interfaces, building devices now that will help people with paralysis and inventing new technologies that will expand our abilities, our community and our world. So the idea behind Neuralink is basically um, like inserting a, a, a chip in the brain and, and a, a chip out, a chip a little bit different from the chip that gets inserted into your arm when you get the vaccine. It's a little different, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's, it's not Bill. This is not a Bill Gates thing. This is uh, it's an Elon, Elon Musk. Musk thing. That's right. Yeah, different yeah. microchip, very different chip design. Different billionaire, yeah. evil man. Um. Uh. So <laughs> so Neuralink, Neuralink. Basically, I think their their idea is like, okay, how do we, how can we, uh, how can we, we get to a point where someone with paralysis potentially might have the ability to move again, or or you know use their use their bodies again in a way that they thought they could never do. They could never ever do, and so I don't know, man. This seems like a good idea, but I'm just worried about my data. What are they going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. So, so they're, they're, they've been making quite they've been making quite a Legit bit of progress. Concern. And um, one of the bummer one of the bummer things about this is that they, but the, the reality of it is that because uh, they need to, they're 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 testing this stuff on animals, and so this is a, this is a, a video of an animal that is that is being an animal that has Neuralink installed in it. It is a monkey. The video is a, of a monkey um, using a computer interface to move an object on a screen simply by the use of the monkey's brain. Okay, so the video I'm showing you right now, you can see this monkey and see on the screen there, he's moving the little cursor, the white cursor to the orange marks. Okay. Now you can see he's doing that. Monkey using a computer. Yeah, yeah. Now he's doing that with with his right hand. He's using a um, a joystick to move the cursor, and the little thing that he has his mouth on is is feeding him banana smoothie. So he's getting rewarded. He gets rewarded to use the use the joystick, right? Oh, should now, we should we have put a vegan trigger warning at the part of this <laughs> top of this section? Or? I, I think I think every okay. I think every episode we do needs some sort of trigger warning, but uh, there's just too many warnings to 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 say. So so trigger Sorry, warning vegans. from here on out. Um, <laughs> yeah, from here until the, we're dead. Yeah. Um, so so, but again, I want you to take a look at this video again. So what you just saw was the monkey using the joystick, right? Mm-hmm. The first time they did it, the joystick is connected to the to the screen. So when he moves the joystick, he's he when he moves the joystick, he's actually moving the cursor. By doing that, Neuralink is 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 reading basically his like eye movement because he he his eyes are following the cursor, and he knows if I move the cursor this way and it hits the orange thing with the joystick, then I get banana smoothie. But here, take a look at the video again. They the the video I showed you was when they already recorded. Um, his eye movement and 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 took the data with the joystick. In this video, they've disconnected the the cord from the joystick. You can see it; they're oh disconnected. My fuck. So so now Whoa. so what so what you're seeing right Stop. now? What you're seeing is the monkey just moving that cursor with his eyes. That's that's all he's doing. 
He is gets it his the eyes, or is it his mind? It, well, his mind, wow. yeah, his mind. But I, I think it's it's well, yeah. linked to his yeah. eye movement, which is linked to his mind, right? His yeah, right. his brain is yeah. his brain is making his eyes move, and that's it. The the chip is tracking what's happening in his brain, and he gets a nice mm-hmm. little reward. He gets a nice little mm-hmm. smoothie every time he does it, right? Okay, so now they took that data from him moving the cursor with just his brain, and then they were like, "Well, let's get him to play pong against the computer." And here's a video of a monkey playing pong. I'm not, no, no hyperbole, probably better than I can play Pong with my fucking hand-eye coordinate, coordination. And your human brain. The monkey is the, yeah. is the paddle on the right. And he's using Dude, just his brain. He's yeah. not even using the, you can see, he doesn't even have the joystick. He's just using his mind. Whoa. And then, <laughs> Dude, it's going fast as oh, fuck, too. They, they step it up. Uh, it, gets, it gets faster. It gets more intense. <laughs> Dude, you could just look at him thinking. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah, and he's just like, yeah, banana smoothie, banana smoothie, yeah, Damn. more smoothie. I mean, that's, that's really cute, isn't that cute? And also, uh, like, highly impressive. Also, scary? Lauren, uh, the fact is that you said cute, th- this is cute. He's eating a banana now. They gave that's him a banana. Very cute. Yeah. Wait, guys, um, is this? I just think is this that um, experiments on animals are super cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it makes sense. I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> we're gonna I think open it with that. Makes sense though that he <laughs> that he like, that oh he's God. better than a human though because yeah. if it's just because it's like you said hand eye coordination he just has to use eye coordination that's, that's it. removing one type of coordination that's it this is crazy yeah we're okay all, yeah yeah so now so is it scary is it scary guys like are we is this a little bit nerve-wracking no, it's not scary yet it's not scary no i, I mean i like so yet? again again look what? it, it kind of like the ai thing the the deep fake conversation we had with our patrons uh our sweet 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 potato patrons about about deep fakes and the use of deep fakes for therapy deep fakes can be used in a really awful evil way right deep fakes can be used mm-hmm. to hurt people we've seen that already through the use of like porn and just like awful shit like that but there's also a space for deep fakes to be used in a really healing mind-blowing way i think it's the same said for well this. the the the, right. the the i mean well two things like the the question of like is this scary was really a question for technology like 25 or 30 years ago or earlier than that because like the because this is really just an iteration of something that's been like building on itself for a very long time so like we've been you know it it's built into that already like the potential for skynet has been there the whole time. Yeah, right. Like it's yeah. O- yeah, but it's always been monkeys, there and always will dude, be there. I've seen Planet yeah, of the Apes. Yeah, but you could have said that about you could have said that about a thousand other things in technology's thing. But yeah, in, but well, if, but more importantly, because I don't want to get into that. Eventually, someday, that's a dude, fucking, you're gonna because that's a rabbit hole. If you're so naive that eventually someday See, you don't think that that's never gonna happen. Eventually, it's gonna happen, man. Jared, this is, now, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Problem. Let me go back. Let me go back to my piece UFO here. UFO friends, so I can hang out with them and validate my fucking concerns. <laughs> this is the fucking problem with Brian. You can't so, talk about so, aliens. So the, you, you can't talk about aliens. You can't talk about fucking Neuralink. <laughs> Brian's just gonna freak out so, the whole fucking time. So the thing that the thing that now the the thing that Brian is talking about is a is a, is a is a very legit thing in the way in the way that when you think about uh, Neuralink like ten generations of Neuralink from now like ten iterations yeah, I've seen or the maybe, documentary maybe even way, way even more way more than that where where you know Elon Musk talks about not having to speak to each other because you can you can speak to each other using 
the chips that are within you and that your brain can convey your ideas and your thoughts way better than your words ever can. So that's like, that's a scary, that's like a very, very science fiction, science fiction fodder, scary part. But the, the first uses of Neuralink, um, Elon Musk has talked a lot about, um, epilepsy being like a really, a a first, uh, a first, um, use or a first, um, uh, treatment that yeah. Neuralink would provide, yeah. where epilepsy is epilepsy is like an electrical thing, uh, electrical signal that happens in the brain, and then that causes the um, that causes the seizure. And with Neuralink, at first, it will be to bring back to to cure things like epilepsy because it can fire an equal and opposite electrical signal at the exact same time. It can sense the the electrical signal that's <clears throat> causing an epilep- epileptic seizure in real time. And cancel it out with an equal and opposite yeah. electrical signal, and it can do things like give people sensation back to their limbs if they're if they're they have no feeling below the waist because the nerves are it's crazy an electrical yeah. yeah an electrical system and all these things and which is it's all medical yeah oriented now well so here here's a here's <laughs> an ex- the monkey playing pong yeah yeah well but but I mean so that monkey playing pong leads us to something like this now this isn't technically Neuralink this is separate. But it's in the same line, in the same sort of path as what we we're seeing with Neuralink. Uh, this is an article that comes from NPR um, and from a conversation that was heard on All Things Considered. Man who is paralyzed communicates by imagining handwriting. This is so fucking cool. Uh, an experimental device that turns thoughts into text has allowed a man who was left paralyzed by an accident to construct sentences swiftly on a computer screen. The man was able to type with 95% accuracy just by imagining he was handwriting letters on a sheet of paper. This is uh, according to the Journal of Nature. Quote, what we found surprisingly is that he can type about 90 characters per minute, says Krishna Shinoy of Stanford University and the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. Now, just for context, I looked this up. So she was saying uh, 90 characters per minute. So I did a I did a little test, a typing test to see how many words per minute I could type. Um the average person types between 30 and 40 words per minute. That translates to about 190 to 200 characters per minute. Now that the average person 40 words per minute. My words per minute typing wise 54. Okay? So so this guy is doing this guy is doing 90 characters per minute. The average person types about 190 per minute. So he's he's I not. Wonder, I wonder how I wonder how fast. Do you, do you know the comparison and how quickly you can type in words per minute on a keyboard compared to texting? Do you think you do? You, do you guys think know. you text faster than you type, or do you type faster than you text? Type, type faster. faster. Yeah, probably type faster. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I actually don't know. Um, I, I wonder if there's a big difference between like a fifteen-year-old now. Mm. And like us with phones versus like a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, definitely. Tay, I tell you, I I told you about this the other day. You made a joke about how uh, this guy, this guy is typing 90 characters per minute. He's typing at about the same rate as your father who types with two (laughs) two index fingers looking at a keyboard with glasses, Um, which made me laugh. Uh, The device would be most useful to someone who could neither move nor speak, says Jamie Henderson a neurosurgeon at Stanford and co-director with Shinoy of the Stanford Neuroprosthetics Translational Laboratory. That's a lot. Quote, 
we uh, we could can also envision it, it being used by someone who might have had a spinal cord injury who wants to use email or say a computer programmer who wants to go back to work. Uh, the idea of decoding the brain activity involved in handwriting is just brilliant, says John uh, John Guy, who directs the National Institutes of Health's Brain Initiative, which helped fund the research. Quote, but it was only one subject in a laboratory setting, Nye says. At the, at the mo- uh, so at the moment, it's a great demonstration of proof of principle. Um, the man who agreed to test the device is unable to move his arms and legs as the result of a freak accident. This is so fucking sad. He was taking out the garbage, slipped, and fell and became a quadriplegic. That's how he, be- that's how he no. ended up in, in that state. Uh. Um, uh, I mean, do, it's do always think, tragic, um, but like that's, that's even worse. I mean, yeah, that's just, that's just. Do you so think sad. they they said that um, he was it was in a controlled testing environment in a lab, um, and he was the first one to do this? Do you think they gave him the technology to use after, or were they just like, Fuck "Hey, it. here you go, let's test this out and see Pro- if it works"? Hey, it works pretty yeah. well. Okay, Pro- thanks a lot. See you later. Probably not, but I mean, kind of a bummer that they that they wouldn't have. Um, it would be a bummer. Yeah, fuck. It would be a huge bummer. It also depends it. on whether it was like like lab, like whether it's only you can't only use it in. Well, like a actually, lab you know what? Like because it's chunky or something. Reading the article exactly. here, maybe he does keep it because the system relies on electrodes surgically implanted near the part of the brain that controls movement. Uh, in previous studies, oh. participants had learned to uh, control a computer cursor or robotic arm by imagining they were moving their hands. This time. Henderson, Shinoi, and a team of scientists had the main the man imagine he was writing individual letters. So he's imagining that he's handwriting, uh, while a computer monitored the electrical activity in his brain. Eventually, the computer learned to decode the distinct patterns of activity associated with every letter in the alphabet, as well as several symbols. Once that process was complete, quote, we can determine if the letter you wrote is an A or a B or a C and then plop that onto the screen and you're able to spell out words and sentences and so forth one letter at a time. In previous experiments, participants have been able to use their thoughts to point and click at letters on a screen, but that approach is much slower than just simply imagining handwriting. Um, Also, because the new system relies on familiar thoughts, the participant was able to use it almost immediately. So it took no time at all. He just like thinks, all right, I'm writing a J. I'm writing an E-R-E-M-I-E-I-S-T-H-E-B-E-S-T, which spells you know that Jeremy what, uh, is the best. You know Jeremy is the best. Though? Jeremy is the how best. That's they, a, and that's all he wrote. Jeremy is the best. How do they, how do they distinguish between a, an uppercase A and a lowercase A? Or like an uppercase O and a lowercase O? Like they're... Does it matter at this point? Well, does it right? matter at this point? I mean, fuck. Yeah. Do you know what? We, as, soon as, those, as soon as those, as soon as as soon as can as soon as you can produce more characters thinking than you can typing, that will be a mass produced product, and it will be available to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because I, why would you ever continue to use your fingers? when you could use your mind. Well, again, I mean, again, it goes to it's that point to of text. like uh, the, the, when we see things introduced into the world that are for accessibility reasons for, for accessibility period, 
for people who need it because they can't otherwise communicate or move or or get around the world or whatever the fuck it is, it's just better for everyone. Like in mm-hmm. that discussion we had the other day um, with the CBC, one of the examples that came up was like texting. Texting is was introduced as a form of accessibility. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck doesn't text now? I mean, who who chooses to call over text? No one. Like we we just Nobody. text. Brian, put your hand down. Yeah, I like yeah, put stop calling. Yeah, put stop calling. calling. You message me ninety percent more than you call me. If I but I message you if I need you to do a task. I call you if I want to hang out with you. Yeah. Oh, just sure. wait till Brian can just like sure. send you That's his fair. great ideas with his mind. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we've Fuck. gone full circle, guys. We've been in full <laughs> circle here. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I'm I'm glad we touched on that um, on on that because it it it, it is just, like it's we are living in really exciting times and there's only more exciting times around the corner. And again, in the in the in the um in the ethos of Feel Good Friday, this is the shit that makes me feel good. This is the shit that gets me excited to live to see the future excited to live to, to see a time where Brian can just telepathically send me his fucking thoughts um, or see a time where we, you know, where we, where we see monkeys playing winning pong tournaments or, or see a time where we finally have the answers to what these UAPs are up in the sky, you know? So and that time mm-hmm. we'll be pimp chimping. Guys. Also, I gotta say, I gotta say the, yeah. the, the UFO, the, the UFO here on the screen, right up by Tay there. That is a uh, that has nothing to do with the podcast other than the fact that I'll suck an alien's dick. I will suck I will I would be the first in line to suck alien dick. Do you think like alien phallus is similar to like earth earth I mean there's so cuz there's so many different dicks on earth like there's like there's so many Maybe creatures aliens and there's so many dicks. dick variations. I don't think they do. I actually don't think they do. And if they did, they're, they're they probably they're probably really small and cute. Wait, they, so do you think they, that they're above they're so, bi- biology? If they're if they're so technologically advanced, maybe they're at the point where they've evolved they don't need to have these microchips built into their brain. And not only can they just think their thoughts just, at one another, they can also inseminate one another via thoughts. With ideas. So, I feel like I am always trying to inseminate people with ideas. I feel like that's my that's all that's all the old that's the only thing I do. And all I feel like all, you don't ask me for consent enough. Well, with the, I was gonna say it's no idea always, inseminations. No, he always does it with consent. There's always consent. I'm putting on my idea condom. <laughs> oh fuck, uh, folks! Uh, we love sitting down and shooting the shit with you every single Friday, um, and that's what Feel Good Fridays are all about. Again, I've said it a thousand times before, but you can check out the podcast Friday episodes now on YouTube. Head over there. Uh, subscribe and uh, click the bell icon so you know when the episodes are coming up. And uh, and let us know what what gets you excited about the future. Tell us in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, and hey, you don't have to watch it um, if you're one of those people. Uh, you can also just simply listen. Uh, also also just as just as easily at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or over at the CBC Listen app. And if you have something fun that you want to send us an idea. If you want to inseminate us with an idea, 
We've got some, we've gotten some pretty interesting ideas. You have all of recent, our consent. Recently. You have all of our consent. Recently, we got some really, really interesting ideological ideas. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, letters at sickboypodcast.com. Love to hear from you. The crazier um, the and better. We might read them up. We might read them on the show. Yeah. The, yeah. Just like we might ramp it we up. We might or ramp we, it up or, or ramp some, it up. If, or sometimes those ideas are, are not okay to read on the podcast. And if so there we are keep legal ramifications, we might not read them. But if there are not legal repercussions or potential repercussions, we consult with our lawyers, obviously. <laughs> if we might you read refer it on the show. your letter as a manifesto, then we might not yeah. read it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. This actually Manifestos, is, manifestos are. I, I gotta They're say, iffy. I gotta say this. I have to say this because we talked about this one email. Like, we talked about this one letter that came in, a listener letter that was just a little bit off the wall. And uh, if you want to know what that letter was, go to patreon.com Patreon. <laughs> and on our next, we're only on gonna our, tell you on, on our next hangout, on our next host hangout, which uh, the four of us sit down and chill and hang out with our, our, our lovely sweet potato patrons for an hour, hour and a half, play games, shoot the shit. Join us on Patreon, $5 tier or more, and we will read to you <laughs> the, the letter that can the never be read on the show. And we, can have, and we can have a discussion about the points that have been brought up in, in <laughs> Yeah, 100%. 100%. So that is letters at sickboypodcast.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can... Uh, do that by going to sickboypodcast.com slash contact. And uh, and we had somebody that went a little bit outside the box, didn't send it to letters at sickboypodcast.com like we asked you to. Send it to the DMs, which is okay. Which is okay. Uh, Lo, what was the uh, this little DM that we got? Uh, this happy little DM says, uh, since the start of the pandemic, I have been doing pizza delivery and landscaping. I do my jobs, a set of goggles that hold my headphones and mask. Sick boy, of course, is a very important ingredient to this entire, to this attire. Thank you for such a great podcast. You've given me the words to explain to others, the frustrations of our medical system, the experiences of your guests and the different perspectives we have as Canadians toward health. I love your voices. Meow. Till next episode. Monkey hiding eyes emoji. Mm. Oh, that's a great emoji. Uh, I mean, not I as quite as manifesto esque as I would have liked it to be, but you know, it's well, pretty good. You know what? I when I read it, I didn't immediately send you guys a message going, "Holy shit!" I just read the most fucked up email. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so. god, guys, we got to stop talking about it, guys. Covering eyes, monkeys. Covering eyes, monkeys. Covering guys. Let's wrap this up. Thank you so much oh uh, to everybody God. who makes this show happen. Uh, Sick Boy Podcast is produced by Jeremy Saunders, Taylor McGilvery, Lauren Sankey, and myself. Our manager is Jeff Lonis. Donovan the Meerkat Morgan does the sound design. And our theme music is done by Rich O'Coin, Take Part, and occasionally some special guests. Um, we love all of them. And we love you, listeners. Thank you. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Support.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.